0: This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by GameFly.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 314 of Unlocked. Today we are talking about the second round of Xbox One pre-orders which just went live uh, a couple of hours before we started recording. Destiny 2 of course, uh, Fortnite accidentally allowing PS4 and Xbox players to play together. Forza 7 and how pretty it is. uh, And Tomb Raider and a couple of other games that we've been playing. Uh, Joining me today we have Destin Laguerre. Hi everybody. Marty Sleeva. Hello. And Sean Finnegan. Jump, Chomp. We've, we've got jump, our real fire thi- team chat here. A shark.
2: He uh, did it. Ryan it wasn't my choice. He's out. He's on vacation. Change it, Sean.
1: You have the right. power. Yeah. He's probably either, I don't know, driving electric cars no. or playing baseball. He's, no, he's,
2: he's in he's in New Jersey and yeah. he posted a picture. He's like, my favorite spot in the world. And it was a picture of the ocean in New Jersey and it was just really cloudy. I Ryan. saw that.
3: It was like very overcast <laughs> and a kind of boring shot. I mean, sorry for talking about mindset coming on here. But I just the first thing that came to mind was that Futurama quote, like, who would have thought that hell existed? And it's in New Jersey.
4: <laughs> Oh, On a more positive note, Ryan also posted that they're welcoming a new member to the family that he will probably be talking about next week. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Fun stuff.
4: It is not a kid. It is not a child. It is a. You, some
3: family. of you may have inferred that. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sean.
4: Yeah.
2: For just going good. to put it out there.
1: Um, well, you know, you can welcome to your family an Xbox One X. All right. I oh, really yeah. just
2: cribbed the, the segue from you, Dustin. I'm
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> so our went live. An hour or two before we're recording this, meaning we don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, the Project Scorpio Edition consoles are already sold out, uh, but GameStop is offering up to $200 rewards for anyone who trades in an old console. That's good. Towards a 1X, which is pretty sweet. And other retailers are going to have stock kind of coming out every now and then. We don't know exact dates for everyone, but Walmart uh, leaked an ad, or a leaked Walmart ad suggested they would have allocation on September 21st. So Yeah, my, my gut two. is that they're
2: going to keep sort of slowly trickling these days out so that there's the constant news stories of pre-orders are up and they're sold out, pre-orders are up and they're sold out, just because it's like supply and demand and you want people to be talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the trade-in deal is great too, because I mean, once you get a 1X, I don't think anyone's going to keep their 1 unless they are doing it in a second room or like giving it to a Mm -hmm. family
1: member or something. Yeah, same applies for like the S, right? As soon as you get an S, you're not going to keep the 1 anymore unless you really want to give it to someone else. I
4: want to get rid of mine now to get the, the cash incentive, but I also want an Xbox in my house. so
2: oh yeah it'd be kind of weird to get rid yeah because if you get rid of it now it's like well what do i play for the next couple months
1: well they often do have deals at at uh, gamestop where you offer in and like sign a deal saying that you'll at least this happened in australia you'll sign the deal to say you'll do but you don't actually have to trade it in until the day you get the x i don't know if they're doing that this time around but they do sometimes do that i do already
4: have an amazon pre-order
2: though so yeah and it would kind of suck to give it up now and then not be able to play cuphead or forza until november yeah. Although
4: there's plenty of stuff to
1: play. That, I'll just keep my checkout
4: from work for a very long time. It's <laughs> fine. You can do that. Yeah. There's plenty of Xboxes here. Uh did you get, get an the Scorpio edition? edition? I did, yeah.
1: That's awesome.
4: Yeah. I got it when we were in Germany, like the second they went up, I pre ordered.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested to see how this goes and how fast these sell out because you know they said it was the uh the first round was the fastest pre order for any Xbox console ever. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> pretty crazy stuff. Um it's exciting. Like we're gonna have it out in the wild pretty soon. Be a good system, I
4: think.
3: Um, Our friend Josh Stein over there at Xbox tweeted out a link to an article that said like the list of titles for Xbox One X enhanced sort of features, 130 games. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't planning on getting an Xbox One X because I don't have a 4K TV but with 4K TVs like getting cheaper and now this list of titles getting really big I can see like this actually being well you know now might be the right time to make this big jump to a 4K world.
2: Well and it's super clear now that 4K is actually the next step as opposed to like when 3D came out it was like is 3D the next step? No. A yeah, bunch yeah. of people bought 3D no. TVs with their stupid glasses. According to Tim and, Getty's and, yes but. And, play, <laughs> and they had like <laughs> uh, you watched Avatar and then played the Killzone game that was 3D and then yeah. it was like no yeah. one wants to do this. I knew that. Was no like,
3: 3D you know. is I mean, let's just, 3D is, it will fail for a fourth time this time around. Like, no one was convinced. I was never convinced.
4: Basically, but, movie theaters, in my opinion, are pushing it because ticket sales are way down, and it's sort of a, an experience oh, that... Oh, it's a,
3: it's definitely yeah. like a mandate of from the film industry yeah. to compensate for the fact that streaming is cutting into their profit margins hugely. Yeah. But it, instead of adapting the business model, uh, they artificially inflate ticket prices, which will only work for so long. But anyway, back to the point, which is that, you're right, we're finally at this point where the future is all 4K. 1080p will still be a staple uh, for a long time, but as content creators, um, no one is buying 1080p cameras anymore. If you're shooting new content, it's always in 4K. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got the future-proof as well. Uh,
3: yeah, exactly. You're future-proofing. You want that content to live longer than uh, the published window that you've originally slotted <laughs> it for. And I think that that's the goal... Like. Gaming is on the forefront of that as well. You know, you see both Sony and Microsoft pushing 4K content, both on the video and on the games front. Like the future is 4K, so if you're one of these early adopters, like a lot of us are, you're gonna want to kind of make that jump early and get the best deals and all that stuff. I really
4: wish my work PS4 Pro would stop crashing when I play Destiny. That's not good. Dead serious. That CE Air sucks. What, What? I don't know what that is. So basically, if you're playing Destiny 2 in 4K, there's a known error that Sony's addressed where your console will just straight up blue screen, kick you out of the nice. game. That sucks. So and it, it's it happened to me four times back to back last night. I'm nice. over it. And it's specifically, specifically a
3: PS4 Pro issue, right? Yes. Yeah.
4: PS4 Pro 4K.
1: It's pretty brutal. Hopefully, yeah. they can fix that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm still not getting one immediately. Um, it's just a money thing. But. I think I'm treating it the same way I treat phones, which is like as soon as I'm like, oh, this is noticeably slower than sure. what everyone else has, then I'll upgrade. Like I'm absolutely going to do it eventually, but right now I'm just like kind of waiting. But I saw a 4K TV the other day for $200. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. It's crazy. Like yeah. I feel like last year they were $600. Remember, like, when, what? remember,
2: what? Well, remember when Dustin was going to get it from old Jimmy or whatever? <laughs> I still like, got a good deal Jimmy's on skizzles?
1: it. <laughs>
4: uh, this, uh This friend he of mine, you. <laughs> GPU, helped me out. Uh, do not go to Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's <laughs> AV. <laughs> not a good site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Destiny Two, we're going to talk about Destiny Two now. I have literally nothing to say as I have not played it. So it's um, so
4: go. good. I it's have no so doubt about. Marty's it Marty's talking
1: good. about
2: Destiny more what than happened? I am in the office. Yeah. What
4: happened? So is Zach? It's crazy.
2: I didn't. Well, my thing is, I think we've talked on the show. I did the IGN first with Destiny Four, the Destiny One beta three years ago or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then I never played Destiny. Mm-hmm. since then. That seems I, crazy to me. i made fun of everyone for playing Destiny. I've made fun of all of you guys on Fireteam Chat. You did. And then Destiny 2 came out of it. and uh, Destin was like, do you want to code? And I'm like, sure. Here's- and then I played it and now I've put like 70 hours into the game <laughs> and I just play it for like 10 hours straight on the weekend and I forget that there's world outside
4: and it's so good and I like it so much and it's so fun and I want to keep playing. Here's when I knew there was a shift in the office. <laughs> I go into the news Trello to add yet another Destiny 2 story that I feel is important. Marty beat me too. It. It.
2: it. was the right <laughs> details. It was the fact that you need to be 260 or above to get in the right. Yep.
3: <laughs> I, I was saying you off air before this, like, the last two weeks has been such, like, a pleasure in the office. One, because we're all playing Destiny and having a good time with it, and the game is great, and that's always just a good thing, but all of the little conversations with people you don't normally talk to about particular games, like, I never talked to Marty about, we talk about movies mm-hmm. and, like, Annapurna games yeah. and, like, storytelling <laughs> and stuff, and now I'm like, No, dude, you got to level up and like get this power level so you can keep your scout rifles and all this stuff. And it's just like a discussion that we've not really had before. This is the only
2: I think the only other game this year that sort of took the entirety of the office like this was Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I think oh, like everyone yeah. back in early March was talking about Breath of the Wild and it was people like that, that you don't really have those game conversations with, but everyone was playing it.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of worried because my family was visiting so I wasn't playing any mm-hmm. games. I'm not going to play Destiny 2 on my 9-year-old grandma's here from Australia. Makes and sense. then I had a the bad week. Horn. <laughs> so I've just been like reading and and not she was playing. playing Destiny. I don't feel like I can do it and yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried that I'll have missed the window. I don't think you Like I I if I start this you'll... weekend, which I plan to. Am I You're too fine. late for that? No, I don't You're think fine. so. no. no Do I miss no. the conversation? No, you can. There's get-
4: people rolling their second characters. Like I'm about to start True. my hunter, yeah. so I have that whole quest line to go through. Well, and, and also the play. natural progression to level 20 and to
2: like you know 200 power level is relatively quick, and it's just playing through the campaign and casually doing some of the side stuff. Like yeah. you can get into sort of the same league as a lot of other people relatively easily.
3: Yeah, yeah. like to be on the cutting edge of progression. Yeah, you're going to put a lot of time in and you will have had to have been doing that already. But most people aren't there. Like, everyone, most people are just now getting to the point where like, oh, okay, I can tackle the raid. Let's get a group together and do that. And that'll be the next couple of months, I think. Which is great. Like, Bungie went to, uh, Bungie went to great, Lengths this time around to improve the systems. Like long gone are the days of people p- shooting into a hole, <laughs> into a cave mm-hmm. yeah. to progress. Which I still, is what when I see
2: holes in the game, I shoot into them to see what happens. Yeah, usually it's just nothing. Just in case. Yeah, just, just in, in case,
3: case, like tons of engrams drop over yeah. a little bit. I do
4: that in real life too. But uh, the like, loot game's much better. Like you're yeah, are like getting rewarded. This
3: time around, yeah. Destiny Two and Bungie, like Bungie has nailed that that gameplay loop of where you play the game so that you can obtain better weapons and gear so that you can play the game faster and more efficiently so that you can get better gear and weapons which a lot that loop is just Mm -hmm. perfect and Mm -hmm. it's varied and it's interesting it doesn't feel grindy it's very fun and it gets more fun when you play with people which is why it's such an awesome experience right now Is because like everyone in the office has other people to play Mm -hmm. with and different groups to play with and that is like it's a tremendously awesome social. One of my experience. favorite things
1: about Destiny One, but even then, like I remember spending a lot of time on Reddit trying to get groups for strikes or raids. Mm-hmm. Like that was like even that I loved. Like yeah. I found that really fun at the time. Yeah. It was like, hey, here's this guy from Melbourne or whatever. Like we're all from like totally different cities and we're just like playing this game together. It was it was awesome. But uh, I do want to ask for I guess Marty you're probably a good person to talk about this. Someone who's listening who doesn't care about Destiny yeah. at all, has no interest, wants to skip this segment. Uh why should they play it?
2: I mean to me. <laughs> it's dumb that I forgot, but I forgot how perfect bungee shooters feel on consoles. Since I didn't play Destiny 1, the last bungee shooter I played was Halo Reach. I like I love Yeah, I love, you know, Halo 1 2 3, yeah. ODST and and Reach and uh right from the get-go, I forgot how amazing their their character mobility and sort of the inertia of your character I honestly as well think as-
1: they have some of the best first-person melee. Yes, oh, it's but so, so
2: satisfying. Good. It is so incredibly satisfying. Um, and just the way every weapon feels exactly what I assume an assault rifle would feel like, or a sniper rifle, or a handgun. Um, also, it just, like, so so that part of it, if you liked Halo and never played Destiny, like, I think you're gonna love the feel of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the, like Sean said, the, the sort of addiction cycle is you are always, there's always like a little glimmer in the corner of your eye Mm -hmm. and then you go there and then you're rewarded with something. And nothing ever seems futile, like nothing ever seems like, as of yet, I don't feel like I've done any grinding, and every p- time I've played, I've accomplished something, mm-hmm. and I'm slowly moving towards the goal, like I'm doing the raid this weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, and also, this like the story's good. It's like a solid sci-fi campaign with interesting, charismatic characters, and really great, especially in the back third, like really great uh, campaign design.
3: So yeah, it be- has this... Oh sorry, Go yeah. Ahead. The campaign has this great like ODST style to it where it feels very somber and uh melancholy because mm-hmm. like the game starts off, and this is not really a spoiler if you've been seeing the trailers and stuff, but like the city falls, your side loses, and kind of stuff hits the fan like right up front, and you're forced into this giant conflict with an enemy who has beaten you at the outset. Yeah. And they kick into the mud yeah, that's kind of ODST up. is you return to Earth like while Earth is under siege yeah. and that is so cool. Uh in and you, it's got this great like very moody music. The music in the campaign is so amazing. Oh, the sound design and soundtrack is all phenomenal. Yeah like two, three times a mission I was like, this music is amazing. Yeah. And it really adds to like that feeling of the campaign. Mm-hmm. And because Destiny One, like the biggest complaint that most people had about it was like the story made no sense and I was one of those people I who thought criticized it was really it. lifeless. Yeah. yeah. They nailed yeah, this it. they nailed it this time yeah. around. I also, always
1: made fun of Destiny One despite how much I played it on launch, for every mission effectively being you waiting for your ghost to complete a task while you fought off enemies. Oh yeah. Is You're there mission variety? Like oh but yeah, yeah, it
2: happens every once in a while, but uh there's mission variety and the characters you're interacting with. Each planet sort of has so a, a, a hub character you're interacting with. And like one of them, like Failsafe, is one of my favorite characters oh, of the she, years. Oh, yeah. Like she's like. She's it, like a
3: bipolar AI. Yeah. yeah. She, feel,
2: yeah she feels like but Gladys and Wheatley are the yeah. same person. Sort yeah. Of. Um, yeah. Really just. And uh, the, each planet is gorgeous and unique in mm-hmm. and of itself. Um,
3: They're are fun areas to explore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff to do when you're exploring. So, like, there's the main campaign mission, but then there's also quests, there's also adventures, there's Lost. Sectors. There's patrols. Lost sectors kind of
2: suck, in my opinion.
3: They it's kind of a little bit of lost sectors are these.
2: uh, They could build on that. Hidden across the map are these like little symbols, and you know, close by is what they call a dungeon. But really, you just go into a cave, and then there's a bunch of enemies and one boss enemy. You stop the boss, and you just kill them all, and then you get a treasure. And I'm like, that's not a well. They kind
1: of had that in Destiny one.
2: Yeah, I feel like they could have done a
4: lot more. Yeah, like have a gear set for the lost sectors. That's something the Reddit community to me like that would be so. If the
2: lost sectors, not to bring up Zelda
4: again, but if the lost sectors
2: were each like a shrine where like, it had its own unique idea or puzzle or mm-hmm. theme or mm-hmm. thing you had to do that wasn't just kill all the weak dudes and then kill the boss and then get the well, treasure. That's sort of like strike. What's all. great yeah, about right? this yeah. is like,
3: as experienced destiny players, we can tell you that the game evolves slowly mm-hmm. over time and that the game that it ends up being in a year or two can be drastically different than what it yeah. is now. So like that opportunity could present itself later. And I hope that they take it. If the feedback is there from the community, there's a good chance they will.
2: Well, I'm stoked for like whatever the, the Osiris DLC is in December. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm yeah, I'm all in for this.
1: So speaking of which, uh of, of what your point is there, Sean. We've spoken positively about it. Everyone likes it. What don't we like about it? What is Where is it lacking? Why so it need improvement? we've gotten
3: into this in-depth on Fireteam Chat. Shout out to Fireteam Chat because that is our IGN <laughs> Destiny <laughs> show of which can, Destin is the host and I am the co-host. Point and then you did a point there. Well, I realized yeah. that was the camera that was on. Where's, uh, it? Where's
2: Fireteam Chat? YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat. YouTube.com slash
3: Fireteam Chat. Every week at five. You can also find every it here Friday on IGN. Right, Thanks, five. Destin. <laughs> you, said you can every also week. find it on IGN. Well, it is every week.
2: Yeah. Wait, what if I live in England? Is it still at five? <laughs> yeah. Is
1: this what that podcast is? Yeah. It's just, it's so just Destin correcting you it's, and you sighing?
2: It's great because
3: that show is for producers, which everyone gets in each other's <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. So Before it's Before we
4: air, it's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> crosstalk. Funny.
3: But uh, anyway, uh, what I don't like about it... Um, the game isn't perfect. It has some flaws here and there. Like I I'm a little skeptical on how the PVP specifically is going to play out over time. They've kind of increased the TTK, which is time to kill.
4: You have to team shoot.
3: Yeah, which means that mm. in order there's not so much even if you're really good at shooting and moving, uh you're still going to want to run with a teammate because you can't win a 1v2 even if you're better than both players, which is the which is, used to be the case mm. in Destiny 1, and is often the case in other many other competitive shooters, which leads to a lot of like teams running around as groups. And I don't know exactly how that feels or how that's going to play out in the long term yet. 1v1, we'll you
4: can still get the win, but if you got the first shot on the other guy, basically you have that kill. Um, mm. depending- Unless you panic. Unless you make a mistake. Yeah, it has to be a lot. Apparently, I suck. If there's yeah. two people, don't even engage. There's because you, you usually can't. Like, you have to just be way more careful when engaging a group. So, uh,
3: One of the things that I was telling Destiny that I didn't envy was I, because uh, because Destiny 1 was a game that evolved over a period of three years... Uh, and Destiny 2 is a sequel and is a brand new game and has to be considered as such, I still have trouble letting go of the fact that, fun- that Destiny 2 doesn't have a lot of the features that existed in the end of Destiny 1. So for something like uh, custom games, custom matches, private matches, like that doesn't exist in Destiny 2 at all. Mm-hmm. They also, a bunch of the modes, like PvP modes and uh, things that exist in PvE in Destiny 1 are simply not in Destiny 2. You can't select
4: what you want to play. Yeah. That's a big one. Like, you if you want to like play a certain strike, you can't just say, "I want to play that strike." Yeah, weird. Yeah. you
3: also can't be like, "I really like control as a PvP mode. I only want to play that." Like, no. there
2: are we'll only- also strike playlists. There. Well, sometimes, like, I've been in the same strike three times in a row in the same playlist, and I'm like, "Really?"
4: So, you what know, you, you can do, and there's no punishment for, you can totally abandon that group that you're in with and just queue right into another. I don't abandon strike. anyone? Abandon uh, others? That happens in Ducks PvP a lot, though, Marty. Like, I'll go in with just as a blueberry or just a solo player. What's that? It's when uh, blue characters on your map. That means they're not associated with the group that you're playing with. Gotcha. It's so like if you and I were playing together, our icons would be green. Everybody else's would be blue. Gotcha.
3: So yeah. blueberry is the term that you call like a random.
4: Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, we talked
2: about that. Okay. Yeah.
4: I knew what that meant. So like yeah. if I'm doing I, a public event.
2: Dustin called someone yeah. a blueberry. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: If I'm doing a public event, sometimes you're like, oh, good, blueberries. Because if you're there alone, it sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bungie did a great job of removing all of the barriers to
3: accessing activities, but kind of at the cost of being able to select which activities. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to go from PvP to strikes to the raid to dungeons to the open world or whatever. But you kind of like have to just leave it up to chance which one it ends up being for the most part. Three, and I kind of uh, don't like there's that. There's
2: three core problems with the game they need to fix. One, you need to put two more fast travel points in the crucible on the two annexes. Oh, you mean in the in the, the tower? <laughs> on the tower, yeah. yeah. Tower, the tower is huge. Yeah, yeah it's huge, and yeah. you have to Thanks you have to driver. spawn in the middle, and then you have to run. I'm like, I don't want, I want to go to Cade. I don't want yeah. to run there. Two Spoilers. is the stutter Hawthorne Stuttering Hawk only exists on the farm, and the hawk no longer stutters <laughs> in the. No, tower. no, no! Oh, it totally stuttered I've in the tower seen.
4: last night. It was jittering out on its little thing. Okay, I was perfect. like, oh, they good. fixed that.
2: So there's <laughs> only two problems with Destiny. One is that the tower needs more spawn points, and uh, they need to put North on the mini Oh my God, put North on the mini map. Put north <laughs> on the mini-map. Yeah. Uh, allow yeah. me to see other players' locations also, on let the me mini-map. Also, let me just put a sticky note anywhere on the map. It's the marker. What are
1: you? Yeah, Yeah, I've heard people talking about that in the office. The north thing seems like a massive oversight because you have to pull up your map every time you want to know which direction. I was playing with uh, which way am I looking? I was playing
2: with uh, old dead Mitch Dyer over the weekend. He was like, uh, "It's to the east," and I'm like, "Like, what's east?" Yeah, Yeah. and I'm like, "Look!" And he was like, "Look at the sun," and I'm like, "This planet has two suns." I mean, I've been saying, (laughs) I've been
3: literally saying this for three years, but like the Destiny radar has always sucked, and like Mm -hmm. that's part of it is the map and the mini map and the radar. It's just put north. It often misleads me. It it the radar and PvP actively works against me. Like you'll see two you'll see two pings on the radar and they're both in that middle section. And one dude is this far away, yeah. and the other dude is twenty yards away. Yeah. And I'm looking at that dude because I think, well, that's going to be the you know I'll deal with that one target. First. He's the more you know yeah. he's There's the this more, guy behind you who kills him. Yeah, like that's it's
1: interesting because I feel like I never had that problem with Halo multiplayer. Oh,
3: Halos just. Just put the Halo radar in. That's why it's weird, right? <laughs> Just put right? The Halo radar yeah. in there. Yeah, that's
1: really strange. I don't
3: know. I mean, I think it's supposed to not be so much of a crutch. Like in Halo, you're always looking at the radar, and you're barely looking at the at the maps because I've everyone had a knows who played the maps. Halo so. Two
1: with the minimap off. What? what? Oh, like why? he hit it just as a challenge Dealer, and still oh. did great. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. It was it's just for awesome. bragging rights, but it made me sick. Was that a skull? Was, like, was that a skull modifier? I, don't, I think that he actually literally put tape on his screen. I was about to say, uh, I don't even remember yeah. that you
4: could do that
2: No, on, I think he Xbox. manually did
1: it, but I like I used to, um, for Gears of War, when I played Gears of War 1 all the time, I put the blue tack in the middle of my screen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. guys ever do that? Yeah, because then you're like you can basically oh, use the right. shotgun without needing to, like, need to, like, to aim, exactly. and it's like you always know where it's. It's centered. an old,
3: it's an old Counter Strike thing. You too. put what? You put a dot on your. Screen. You put, put like a dot
1: a, right in the middle of the screen, like a little, like
3: a little cross, you know like made center. out of tape or paper or something. And you and you know stick it where, where your crosshair would be, so that when you ADS or DADS, the crosshair in the middle is still there.
1: So like especially for yeah. the shotgun in Gears, you know, when you're doing a ton of rolling yeah. and aiming, like it's automatically aimed in the center, so you don't actually need to. Yeah, are basically
4: giving yourself a crosshair when you're like you could buy. Overlays that you could put on your
1: oh,
2: TV. Dude, for, yeah. for Halo so, so 1 and silly. for Goldeneye and N64, we created this weird cardboard contraption that <laughs> oh, was like, so you can't yeah, yeah. you're in the yeah. corner, don't look. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, and then someone would have to stand up and play. <laughs> I'm like, this is awful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess like it could be that it's not having uh, an effective mini-map is, is teaching people a different way to play, but it does seem just kind of inefficient. Not using the Halo 1's. Yeah. Yeah. <clears> <clears> uh,
3: a problem that I, it seems like I only <laughs> specifically have, yeah. again, because I'm a big PvP player, is... Uh, Bungie did a lot to increase the competitiveness in terms of the gameplay but in terms but on the back end like statistics wise and uh, uh on the scoreboard and medals wise they've removed all of the accessibility there meaning mm. like for instance when you're playing team slayer it doesn't show you your deaths or anyone's deaths oh weird like how can you be playing slayer <laughs> yeah and it's you know, you don't Slayer. check your desk. Also, is there a, Teams.
2: for a game uh, that has so many stats, is there just like a, a list I can look of everything I've done, the amount of times I've done it? Websites have done that. Mm-hmm. But, but not, there's no, but not like, not it's in-game. weird that like, yeah. you know, yeah, it should no be like the GTA style I mean, where it's like ad nauseum the stats of your game. That's like, exactly it is for like,
1: an MMO, like yeah. World of Warcraft has an input, same as Neverwinter, just an input that you just type the thing and it tells you how many hours you play it. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Like, so I don't know how long I've played the game. Well, I also leave my
2: game on, like I'm probably online right now. Yeah.
3: So there's yeah there's a bunch there's, of little things that I think that they're going to iterate on oh, over the long term and yeah. there's a become... lot of
4: bugs right now. Like we mm-hmm. did the 12 hour raid the first day we oh. beat the boss and then our whole team wiped and nobody could rez to get Same. the treasure room. I so have... we never got the achievement. <laughs> we got insane. the loot drops but like that was a major bug. Yeah. Yeah. I have so a great sorry.
3: video to share with you and CJ because we got into an argument yesterday about the raid uh where teleporting he, enemies. He thinks that I think that some me and James Duggan think that something is really buggy and he goes he thinks that's Presumptuous of us to th- declare it the a barriers. bug when we don't know that it's not a mechanic. And so I have this clip of us <laughs> beating the boss, but then wiping, and every time we rez, it just wipes us again, over and over again oh, no, for five mechanic. minutes. That's a narrative. Yeah, and That's I was like, "CJ, is this mechanic? <laughs> is this tied to how many times I've jumped in the tower? How do you know that isn't the case? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your like testing? You're exhausted. I want to like troll him. So you're though. talking about
2: the barriers in the raid, right?
3: Oh, uh, specifically, yeah, yeah. That's what we got into in our.
2: How do you guys out. feel? Uh, about the fact that the raid sort of got shuffled after the first week, like the, That's, the order. The
4: order. That's fine for me. I don't think it's that big of a deal. CJ's like, oh, it's so cool. They move which encounter you do first. I'm oh, like, what do you
3: know? CJ not- thought it was cool. I'm like, <laughs> to me, it's CJ, not
4: that it's big of a deal. Cool. I mean, I'm glad they're changing it up a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still just like I'm doing a different encounter first. I still have to do all three of the encounters. Nothing to me, really yeah. To alter, me, it makes literally altered. no difference. because The encounter isn't different in any way. It's just I do that one I first. I mean, is it going to be different for,
2: so right. I didn't do the raid the first week. I'm doing it the second week. Am I going to enjoy it more or less?
4: You'll
3: enjoy it the same amount. Like, okay. yeah, you're some not doing. Some people like dogs.
4: Some people hate it with yeah. passion. I hate yeah. the dogs. Yeah.
3: I hate the dog encounter. Uh, you're, you're, it's just changing up the order of the First three encounters. Like the boss will still, the final boss will still be the final And each boss. encounter yeah. is still the
2: same. It's yeah. just, yeah. Yep, yeah.
3: So like you'll do the same three encounters just in a different order every week. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, I think that cool. this doesn't, yeah. yeah, it adds a little variety. Uh, but I also think that it makes very little difference at all because one of the coolest things about the raid is. Outside of the encounters, there's all this crazy stuff to explore and puzzles to figure out that I no one's even scratched the surface of it yet. Mm-hmm. Me and Brian,
4: there's uh, a sea monster on Titan that people yeah. are talking about right me and, now. Me and me and Brian, monster on Titan? Yep. yeah, oh, it's awesome. uh, swimming
3: around. Me and Brian Malkowitz spent three hours just exploring the raid area, like through mm. the little tunnels and uh, like uh, what do they call it? like uh, the underbelly, like where all the machines are and all that. I stuff. I still get lost down there. Yeah, you get lost and you have to pull up maps and stuff, but like there's all these puzzles and things in there to figure out and we just walked around and looked at it and explored for a while that type of stuff is where the real sort of exploration of the raid is going to yep. be where the real variation of the raid is be but those areas are what you're going to use to get to whatever encounter you want to go to immediately once you learn how to do that Having so
2: not play the raid and not been spoiled on a lot of it just like the the elevator pitch for it sounds so cool just like the fact that it's like
1: The raids in in Destiny 1 Like even the first one I love them Yeah Mm -hmm. just the name of that area Where you're walking through it And if those The the weird floaty things See you You're all dead The The maze Yeah Oh man You're gonna love dogs I like that It (laughs) drove me crazy But I loved that so much I was like Mm. Why isn't the whole game like this Like I thought it was so cool To
3: me is still The best raid Really Uh, Really good but yeah, I mean, they've done a great job with this raid. I don't think it's perfect. I think it's still a little too mechanics-heavy. And I don't want to go into spoilers yeah. because probably a lot of the people here haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, uh, we are getting
1: pretty specific at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, like, I mean, I'm a huge Destiny fan. There was not really a chance that I wasn't going to like it. But I'm super impressed with how they've improved the game and what the direction they've taken with it so far, and it, the great thing is, like the problems I have with it are most likely going to be addressed in the long term, mm-hmm. and by you know yeah. in a year or well, say well, at so months, it's going to be a different gonna game. Ask
1: you guys before we move on to the next topic. Um, of course, this has to be our personal opinions because we can't make any kind of official statement for the rest of the company. How do you feel about the concept of re reviewing a game? If Destiny Two changes no. dramatically and is a different game in a year. <clears throat> like, do you think that this is something that we should do?
4: We had difficulty with the review because of the, the staggered release of content. Like, we agreed that we wouldn't put a score on it until after we experienced the raid. Mm-hmm. And then, thankfully, we were also able to experience Trials of the Nine, which is a major PvP component of the product, before we put put a score on it. Um, I think that uh, a new system needs to be figured out for yeah. reviews, where we do update regularly.
1: It's it's so That's my opinion. hard because I'm really torn on it because to have someone review certain MMOs or even games like <laughs> Dota they have to be re-reviewed and someone has to be an expert on that game all year round, right? And we just don't have enough staff to do that. But at sure. the same time, I think sh- things can change dramatically enough that our original review score is not going to help someone. So it's like, I don't know, I really I really don't know I mean, we approach per-
2: I've said it before, I personally I don't like having to put a number on a review. I'd rather just I have don't. a recommend or don't My recommend. My
1: last job, I didn't have to and mm-hmm. what I had to do instead was just be like, if you like this game and this game, you'll probably like this mm-hmm. game. And yeah. that's all I had to do and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah so I mean,
2: easy. But I also think <clears> like, I don't know, I think it's a reader service that if yeah, exactly. a major part of your review is, hey, this thing is broken, want the and they People fix want it, it. Yeah. if if like you spend a couple paragraphs talking about how this thing is broken, or this mechanic makes you not like it, and they fix it, the, by you not updating the review, someone's going to come there, and that's, see that. it's old. it's but then what do we do about a
1: video? Like... Well, there's We're definitely no, yeah. there's no easy
2: way to do that's it.
3: That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like clearly I think that the process of reviewing games needs to evolve because games have evolved, right? Yeah. Like it's no longer you pay once to get X game and that's the game that you have forever and ever. Games are changing into a service, into a platform that evolve over time, and that's going to require reviewers to be more embedded in the process. So maybe that means like in the long term, less full-time staffers end up reviewing games, at least the games that need to be reviewed constantly. Uh, and leads some more freelancers, or maybe it'll uh, maybe it's the other way around, like full-time reviewers now just, it's required of them to be on a beat the way you're on the news beat mm-hmm. or on the Xbox beat or whatever. It's definitely
1: something that I've like suggested to our producers before, like someone would be like, well we need to have this person on the live show at E3 because they know this game but they don't know any of the other games, and what I would argue that we do for things like that is like, not a lot of us know anything about sports games, so whoever's coordinating the live show is like, hey, Alana, you need to play FIFA this month to know what what is there and like research this game and then we i feel like we should kind of do that in a lot of our coverage yeah. so that we don't have those yeah i mean like again
3: i don't have the answer of what that is no clearly it needs to evolve yeah i just i also think like you know destin how many hours did you have in destiny one?
4: Oh uh, over a thousand
3: yeah so i have like a thousand and i don't know i don't know that 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 is like a Request we can make of people who have full-time jobs like all right in order to review this game that is a service or like a fighting game or a counter-strike or something like that that you have to have two thousand three thousand hours into it which is what a lot of players have but at the same time like we kind of if you don't you're doing the review a disservice you can't ask
1: anyone to really do anything outside of nine to five really Like legally, sure, we'd all work longer than that all the time, but that's like another hurdle, especially Mm -hmm. with an MMO, like, or even the way that Destiny is an MMO. It's just like, it's that's such a big commitment. It's can we legally even get people to do that? I don't know.
4: Yeah, before we scored Destiny, like, I had at least 80 hours in that game. I'm guessing,
1: I feel like, (laughs) but I know I had 56
4: because I saw the stat. But I don't know what it was by the time it launched. Basically, full twenty-hour days of yeah. either annotating scripts or writing yeah. impressions or.
1: I Kind of feel like yeah. there's some things that we should maybe re-review like annually, but not everything. Obviously. Yeah,
3: definitely, it's game-specific, right? Okay. Like there are not game, not every game needs to be reviewed. But I did, I did face this actually long ago, maybe two years ago. I was in an event where uh, the hero, uh, sorry. Heroes of the Storm, the Blizzard game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heroes of the Storm guys, we gave it a six. Mitch 6. did 7. Six point 6.7. something like that. <laughs> right, and two point. years later, we were at an event. We were, me and Mitch were at this, uh, uh, like, you know, capturing a new mode or new heroes or whatever it was. And the dude was like, hey, you guys ever going to re-review it? And the thing with me and Mitch didn't know what to
1: say. Is you probably could just do it. Like, someone could probably be like, hey, Dan, I'm re-reviewing it. Not that I know if anyone in the office plays that game, but you'd probably just be like, hey, I'm doing this, and I think Dan would probably be okay with that. I mean, there's probably.
2: still people in the office, like, Damon plays the game literally every day. Like, Heroes really? of the Storm? Heroes of the Storm.
3: Oh, no, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, I mean... <laughs> I was
1: like, Very really? different things. Super yeah, yeah.
3: But, like, I mean, I do think that in... That game has evolved so absolutely. much absolutely. Our two score is so inaccurate to what it is now. Exactly. So, so it's
1: in like, that do we case, put a disclosure so did that says sure. this is a launch review? Or I mean, like, so did
2: Destiny 1, so did The right. Division, so did For Honor, yeah. Yeah. so did, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting. Lands. It's a
2: challenge that we talk about. Yeah. You know? And it's also, a lot of people are like, I miss the days when Electronic Gaming Monthly used to have four people review a game, and I'm like, hey, uh those reviews were 150 words long. Yeah. Uh, B that is the stupidest thing to have all of us doing it, and C that's what podcasts yeah. are. It's, it's also, also like is a also very
1: the first company that I worked for where it's a requirement that you finish the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would always finish a game at every place that I worked, but a lot of them are like, hey, you just like get halfway. Oh, dude, yeah, because I, because they're like the time issues. Are such I think it's terrible as well. That's why yeah. I always yeah. did it, but like the time is like especially working in print. They, especially with an Australian internet connection, I had to review a game and then we have to get it like deadline for print and it's mm-hmm. insane. And they're like, don't worry about finishing it, just play as much as you can. And you're like, well, that's not a good way to review a game. Yeah. It was like, maybe we could have four people review something if they didn't all finish it. Yeah. And like, it's not but taking it's also four people off something else you want to watch. Like,
2: follow IGN people on Twitter and you have many reviews of Destiny 2. Listen to this show, listen to Beyond, listen to Fireteam yeah. Chat, and you have second takes on games
1: yeah. of every yeah. game. All in Destiny. all,
3: I think like how we cover games... Like, by and large, pretty good.
1: I like our reviews, yeah. actually. That <laughs> is a thing that, like... Yeah. I... I it's not perfect. I No, Nothing. of course no it isn't. Can. But yeah, I, I just kind of wish that we would put in, uh even though it seems ridiculous and our reviews editor is totally opposed to it, if we put in the bottom, like, of course this is just this one person's opinion. Because uh, yeah. people always forget that. And, yeah, like, someone, true. like, will be like, oh, but IGN gave this game this go. I'm like, but I didn't review that game. Why yeah. are you? you...
4: Yeah. I don't it's, agree
1: with that. Like, why are you telling me that? I don't yeah.
4: know. It was really frustrating when people referenced... 'Cause we reviewed all the Destiny DLCs and we reviewed Destiny one and those were all different reviewers. Yeah. And they're like, Well, how does this get an eight point five? But Taken King got a nine. I'm you like, didn't review Jose reviewed DLCs. Taken King, I'm reviewing Destiny Two. Yeah. Those are two different opinions from two different That's people. That's why
1: I just wish the disclaimer at the bottom would be like, This is just this one person's opinion and it's yeah. not reflective of the entire site.
4: Hey dummy.
2: Although
1: at the <laughs> same time <laughs> I know it's, yeah. it's kinda maybe but.
3: doing that is like it can't I have a I ha, it I ha, I see the other side of the argument, which is that doing that undermines the idea of ign as like a collective thing you know which
1: yeah yeah i see both sides of it too it's just like that's why
3: like people ask me that question i'm like i don't know the answer and i don't want to know the like i will not even try to think of that because i don't want to fix that problem that sounds really hard
4: yeah like even with the review we have an audience that's like the destiny 2 review we have an audience like where is this review we have an audience like they haven't done the raid yet they have to do the raid before they review it and like we have this whole swath of different audiences that are looking for different
1: exactly. things in mean, the
4: product. If
2: there was a singular right answer, everyone would do that, but there's so, not. So, yeah, I mean, in I don't your... want
1: to get this into a fest about our audience because I think most of them are fucking No, awesome. I'm not yeah, on yeah, I'm not podcast. complaining. Yeah. I'm just saying it's There hard are a to, lot of challenges in this that people don't realize. Oh, yeah, also
3: just external to the company you don't exactly have like insight as to the process right like there were a lot of comments I that would were like
1: love if we could start recording the conversations we have where we give a game a 10 because it's a room full of people debating and arguing and people just are like you just slap a score on it it's like yeah. no they're intense like God, i remember the witness. every list this one was so good the only one that i've been <laughs> in that was really easy was breath of the wild it yeah. was like does anyone disagree and vince was like there's some frame rate problems but Nah, yeah, <laughs> <Not really> well. <laughs> everyone's just like, yeah, it's a 10. And we're like, all right, dismissed. Good job. But like for the most part, it's really hard. It's just, I don't know. I think um, especially with games as a service being more and more of a thing, this is something that's really hard for every outlet to try and tackle and figure out how to do. And it's going to evolve. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm just super interested in, in seeing for the it for the
2: witness. We had like a Slack channel with like 10 of us and it was on a Sunday and I was day drunk at a bar vehemently defending the game on slack and i kept (laughs) typing things and dan was like marty look back 30 messages we already said we're a 10 sorry Uh, (laughs)
1: uh, um, what the puzzles (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm you guys if you want to hear more about destiny 2 can jump over to fireteam chat where these folks will get in tons of detail and i'm sure we'll we'll keep talking about it on the show as we all delve into it more but um this is probably the most meaty episode we will have for destiny 2 because we don't want to talk about it constantly i'm gonna talk about it right next week We'll Monty can about talk either. about the ray right
0: next. <laughs> Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, GameFly. GameFly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at GameFly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to Gamefly.com locked and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting GameFly.com slash locked. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now.
1: Um, but speaking of games of service, we're talking about uh, Fortnite accidentally... Allowed cross platform play. So, people were playing Fortnite on Xbox against PS4 owners and vice versa for the first time, literally ever. Uh, it was discovered by a Reddit user who noticed he was playing against someone called ZCypher9 with a space in between Cypher and 9, which is a tag that would be impossible to create on PSN because it contained that space. You can only do that on Xbox. So, uh, apparently, it was a con- Xbox configuration. Exclusion. It was an accident.
3: <laughs> Spaces in your username. Yep. Also, it was, it
1: was a, a configuration <laughs>
2: Also, uh, you said this was uh, uh, an accident. I totally don't think this is an accident yeah I think I'm this sure was about that I, I think this was Epic being like I mean it's cool <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Epic said it was a configuration issue which to me yeah they pressed the button it's so it on. easy it's entirely possible they did it on purpose to just I mean, show everyone what it would be like several
2: like, developers have come out and said yeah we could do this and they want it and they want to easy. Easy. do it it's I want to play Destiny with oh Sean oh, this is the first time so I can finally stop guys right now especially
1: that would be incredible with Destiny this
2: is the first time where I've been like I want to play with Sean you're about to start an Xbox I'm like, yeah.
3: Yeah. oh my god cuz like I understand. a source of heated I hate to bring it back to destiny <laughs> but a source of heated debate on the fireteam chat people we is revenues. that or I have said I don't think that this is controversial at all. Uh the FPS community is more competitive on Xbox. I think that's a fact because of the Call of Duty and Halo. All right, I think l- that's very legacy. anecdotal right, but here's the six. thing is, I definitely I want,
1: think that the uh, Xbox community is more Curated to shooters because they've had long-running shooters. That Absolutely, have supported multiplayer competitive.
3: That's why I would bet, like without blinking an eye, that the best Xbox team would wreck the best PS4 team. Are in you trying to say that there's Destiny. a bigger I would hishi- to watch that?
2: Are you trying to say that there's a bigger history of competitive I just to play in together in Halo with and Call of Duty than in Killzone and Resist and
3: sh- and yeah, and SOCOM <laughs> like? On hey, PS SOCOM two. was the
2: first game I played online. It SOCOM worked.
3: two is awesome. I played it's a lot of that, but I mean, come on, let's be real, yes. right? Like, so. I would love to see that type of crossplay, and the fact that it looks to be kind of easy on the networking side, because that was the pr- that was the the problem before. Is everyone's thought like, oh well two different systems two different types of network architecture getting that to play easily would be very difficult and it would require first party support from apparently Sony not. We know that
2: apparently not right we know that when rocket league launches on switch it's, it's going to be cross play yeah. on switch and yeah. xbox and pc which i love
1: because the idea is you can play it like on your xbox or on your pc and then just pick up your switch and keep going Yeah. like that's so cool yeah. like especially with that switch being cool. in yeah. it now that's that's awesome um and everyone wants it even from minecraft I think that that's the only platform that you can't cross play with yeah. is PS4, which is it's it's crazy. Um, everyone can, wants it, yeah. but Sony. Sony, selfishly for me, Sony, so I can
3: prove uh, my superiority. I'd
1: be, I'd be super interested in watching a tournament this <laughs> that, like yeah. Destiny Xbox players versus PlayStation players would be super interesting. <laughs> yes, I
2: don't want just make a count on the other things so that you could play against each because other? because in Destiny it's all gear,
3: weapons, like. That kind of thing. You, you, know, said
2: controller. You, put, you said you put a thousand hours in Destiny 1. You could have put like a hundred into on um, PS4. Potentially. I
3: mean, Destin, you played on Xbox and PS4 for Destiny 1. Like, yeah. it can
2: be done, but it's, you know.
1: So one of the issues. I had to put like
2: 200 hours in it. It's right. also weird that there's just not, you just don't have a shared account. Like, I should be able to, if I Especially buy Destiny on Xbox, I should be able to lo- like
4: log into my character. Because everything is tied cool. to Bnet also. So like, you could easily, don't it call me barely B-Net. Easy, Dude. easy to. Yeah,
1: B-Net, Bnet is reserved for
4: Battle.net. Come on.
1: Well, is that going to be a thing on the PC version?
4: Sorry, yeah. oh, Bungie done. Oh, I totally thought you were net. talking about no. <laughs> Battle 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 no, Battle. you have yeah, to build net. a new character on any platform that yeah. you play on right
1: now. That seems silly, but I guess like if it's yeah. it's not first party, it's not necessarily. A microphone
3: also, device, I but. think Destiny specifically has it's a big shared world shooter. Like the networking issues, the networking like on that game is probably. More advanced than most games, I would oh, say, yeah. but just like Fort? this is this is a big step forward, I yeah. think, and it's cool because Fortnite's like an early access game, like it's not even a full retail yeah. release. That they can kind of get away with it, yeah. yeah. Like I think but that's cool. Though. One of
1: the things that's weird specifically about Destiny is console exclusive content. So uh, if PS4 Destiny two players have items or maps that Xbox One players don't have, like oh, how does that work? Which if they're, they're
2: going well because we know they stopped yeah, stop doing it. Hopefully they just stop doing it. and they have to, plays otherwise it just game.
1: it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the other reasons that Make Sony are cosmetic. against it is it encourages Xbox One players to buy a PS4. If you know all your friends are playing on PS4 and you're playing on Xbox One because it's the most popular console, then you're like, oh, I need to go buy a PS4, so that makes sense. And don't Sony care. also apparently once said that they can't manage the community from an external console. It's, it's so the thing was curious. like, well, if people are arguing online, it could be from an external. They, they, they can't, the can't Sony even figure Sony out how community. to let you
4: change your name. <laughs> You're a
3: Destiny player, you're a Destiny person, not a Sony Destiny player. Yeah.
1: Um, and Phil Spencer, when out about it on Twitter, said, I would have liked to see them leave it on. Um, Phil also got promoted to executive Bri- vice president of gaming. And Congrats. One of the Phil. Congrats. Of I like senior. Marty, don't yeah. throw anything. I like the idea that it's not, it's
2: just of all of gaming. The, the yeah. Executive all vice the president gaming. of gaming. Like, well, who's the president of games? Is it Miyamoto, probably? Probably Miyamoto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I can
3: uh, think of no one who deserves a promotion more than Phil. Maybe me, but not to EVP of games. Get out.
1: <laughs> so I totally understand from a business perspective uh, PlayStation's stance on this. The one thing that I want to contest is the people that I've seen arguing that Xbox would do the same thing. They did in the 360 era, but I really don't think that it's the same company now. I think that even if Xbox were on top, that Phil Spencer would still want it on. I absolutely. It's believe that. not
2: it's only been, is it not said that same, multiple times. Not only is it not the same company now, but it's also games are so different than they were right. five, ten years ago. And Just Xbox like- is
1: really good at uh, having games. At the, uh, the service of games, like this is, you know, something with Minecraft, they've allowed it mm-hmm. to be, people were worried it wouldn't be on PS4, but it, it is, and I don't think that they would do that, but like you can change your username, the insider program, backwards compatible games, there's a lot of things that Xbox does that maybe when they aren't chasing all the exclusives, they are making sure that the service of the console is really solid, and I really truly believe that even if they were the console that was on top, that they would still be 100% for this, so I, I just, eventually it's got to happen. Some dev has to push it hard enough that it happens. There was a com-
2: regarding the PSN name change, there was a comment online I saw that said, "2017 is the year where we saw Mario's nipples, but we still can't change our PSN."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that might have been like Brian or someone. I also saw. that. I feel like that was someone. No, that was in,
2: that was in Rapid Fire yesterday. Oh. Made me laugh a little bit. Thanks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. Give we'll see how chuckle. that progresses. So this is a really short point here. Um, Forza 7 continues to be very pretty. It's out <laughs> October 3rd. That's very soon. Um, but Ryan played it 4K 60fps on the Xbox One. I actually played it on PC at PAX. Um, I did, too. Sean, you were there, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, Gamescom. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not. Did you play um,
3: <laughs> We, they had it at the... Uh, <laughs> There was this uh, Taco Bell Xbox One X event where they had uh, the game okay, playable. Sure. They get they had the game playable there. I went to Taco Bell before, <laughs> so it's there. Not we had uh, to Taco Bell. No. We the Taco Bell haunted house, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was playable there on Xbox One. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, like me and James Duggan played it, and it is. I'm not a big like racing sim guy, but boy, it is really nice.
4: A lot of tech going on, yeah. racing around those tracks. It's just beautiful to look it at. Is
1: really beautiful. It's like it's such a silly thing for us to talk about, but it just. Keeps getting better. I still think that Forza 6 looks really good. And then you see Forza 7, you're like, oh, no, it does not. This looks so much better and it just keeps getting better. Like, yeah, I, How many I'm,
3: times do you think that's going to happen where we're like whoa that game looks amazing.
1: I thought like Banjo-Kazooie looked good when I first played it. I mean I still like,
2: think it looks uh, good. I thought Shadow of the Colossus was the most beautiful game I ever played back in 2005 and then Barrett was capturing it yesterday for a no, graphics comparison with the trailer <laughs> and I was like what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: it's like right. It looks like you have glaucoma and you can't see anything. Well nobody yeah. had done that like sure. super large scale sure. enemies that I can think of. Uh, they did that then God of War 2 did it and it was kind of amazing at the time
3: also like from a technical perspective yeah maybe it doesn't hold up but like the art style is still yeah. really good like let's make know. the
4: enemy the level design yeah. like that's just awesome
3: yeah like it's very simple mis- minimalistic i'm talking about shadow of the colossus mm-hmm.
1: um hey everyone welcome to podcast beyond let's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about playstation games but uh yeah, Ryan's one complaint from playing it on the Xbox One X was that you lose your progress in a series if you quit out before you finished all the races in it. He said that mm. could be related to just the event, but the idea is like if you if you started a series, you have to finish it before you start another one or you lose the progress. So that's you can't be have long two active series. They yeah. can be super long. Yeah. So um hmm. I think that's a valid complaint, but it's also there's probably a reason for it, uh, especially with the way that like it's a racing sim. You can't mm-hmm. have two series at once. It just doesn't really work that way. Um so we'll see if how that pans four out. four
2: major racing games coming out within the span of like four weeks. There's Project Cars, there's this, there's GT Sport. Yeah. Need for Speed? Need for Speed's coming out. That's the arcade. Yeah, one
1: the and then where, when is GT Sport coming out?
2: Uh, it's the middle of October. A couple weeks.
1: It's pretty crazy. Um, yep. But like right now, yeah, we've got October 3rd for Forza 7, and then Cuphead is out. September that means we only have one
2: more episode where we talk about Cuphead being a thing that's not
1: out. We're going to do the last three years. Uh, Let's Plays for that one. Yeah and uh, we'll do another one for Folzer as well. So we now have Let's Plays that go up on the channel every single week if you guys want to watch those. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm so excited to actually have Cuphead.
4: Which Yeah, now that, uh, that we can actually play it, I'm actually really excited about Cuphead. Yeah. Especially now Weird. because I've heard, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've played it
3: once or twice at events, but mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about just like, the adjustment of the difficulty in going forward. Like, I still want it to be really, really hard, but I'm now interested in, like, how hard is it? I also, I it's literally it's
2: stopped... Hard, I stopped it. playing the game at events two years ago because I'm like, I'll just wait for it to come out. Well, I yeah. played it
1: at Gamescom, and it's, I mean, it is hard, but it's hard in a way that um, it's it was really difficult for me to stop playing. So I probably mm. said this on the show before, but I used to play every game on hard, and I used to, like, try and give myself the most challenging video game experience as, as possible because I get really addicted to that. I stopped doing it when I started working in the industry because it takes too long. But with Cuphead, it was like... I would screw up, and then I would be like, "Okay, it's my fault that I screwed up," and then I would try again, and I would get further every time. But every time I would die, and know it was my own fault. Yeah. And like that's what I love about it. Yeah,
3: that's the perfect type of hard, I
1: think, for yeah. a video
3: game. Artificially hard
4: is when you know um, it's something but, you've done wrong, and that's clearly telegraphed. Yeah.
1: That. If every if you yeah. learn something in death, then I hate when and this happened in Ninja Gaiden when I used to play that a ton. When hard is just you have to hit an enemy a thousand times to kill them yeah. mm-hmm. and you're just tapping the same button over That's and over nice. again. That's kind of like, what
3: I meant with like artificially. Yeah. Oh
1: man, it drives me crazy whereas this is like you die in three hits. That's the kind of hard that it is and it's hard to evade things but um, it's really precise and just feels really, really good. I'm super excited about also, it.
3: Also, it's just been a long time since I've played like a very difficult like platform. 2D or yeah, platform. Or platform, play or Ori? Any sort. Um, I did play off. Ori. Ori's the last one. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's
1: like. The only thing with Cuphead is there is the potential for players to kind of learn yeah, and get better by virtue that's of good. like having figured it out. Like it could be easy by the end of the game because you know the systems, and I don't know how that's going to. Dude, be I'm stoked end, to
2: watch like pro Cuphead runs. Yeah, I mean, like, how did that person do that? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be super cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, other news this week, we had a Tomb Raider movie trailer that came out. Uh, it looks pretty good to me, you guys.
4: Yeah, so the trailer looks really good. I'm just scared about getting excited for any video game movie these days. Like I've been burned so many times. I'm just like, okay, a looks great. The actress, lead actress, think they nailed the casting. Um, I'm just scared to get excited for any He's doing any video, video game and movie. stunts,
1: and I love that. Like, yeah. it just yeah. looks so cool. Um, I I think we all are probably in the same boat. Anyone mm-hmm. who likes video games is probably in that same boat. But it really does look a lot like the um, 2013 Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, style wise, Mark
2: Medina put up a side by side comparison of the trailer and footage from the game, and mm-hmm. it's insane how there are literal camera angles. Right, there's part scene? where yeah. she
1: like uh, she, she jumps like, off the boat. Yeah, yeah, and there's a part where it was like a behind-the-scenes video I saw where she like gets flung into a tree and then falls into a river, and I was yeah. like, I remember dying that yeah. way multiple times. <laughs>
3: the uh, the director, whose name is Roar Uthaug, Norwegian director, has said in a couple of interviews that the that the movie takes a lot of inspiration from the reboot of the game, yeah. which I think is cool because I think that game really went over well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an origin story, though. The trailer, yeah. I thought was okay and I don't know that this will be the video game movie that breaks the video game movie curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, this is super awesome Someone that more people are yeah. taking movie adaptations seriously and yeah. big money is coming behind it because well, eventually that nut will crack. One of them will, will be good. Yeah. I mean,
2: and I mean, you have an Academy Award winner in Alicia Vikander, and you Walton yeah. Goggins is one of the best character actors. Yeah. Around. If oh, man, not. I love yeah.
3: Alicia Vikander. I think she She's was great. a great cast. Did you guys see Ex Machina? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So good. it was my favorite movie came out. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, if the nods are subtle, like when she gets the two guns in the trailer, yeah. I thought that I'm like, okay, that's okay.
2: Yeah, but it's more tough because to. like I felt this way about Assassin's Creed because I was like, oh, Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, like yeah. the director, and the director Macbeth. of Macbeth. yeah, yeah. yeah and then, Ball and then Duncan so Jones on Warcraft. So that's yeah. kind of my that's
3: assassin's my worry. Assassin's Creed's like, more complicated than Tomb Raider though.
2: But I think <laughs> yeah. they
3: made it needlessly complicated. I think that's the problem. Is like I think that video Just game tell a story about the origin
4: of the assassins. They're I think German, video game
3: I think video game adaptations have failed because there's been too much like. Uh, too much sort of deference to the source material when I don't think that the source material necessarily translates well to right. the cinema.
2: I don't know if I've said on this show or another show, I think that White Whale we're looking for that is going to finally be the one that breaks through is going to be Minecraft because I think they're just going to do it in the same way that the Lego movie was like, I didn't expect a movie yeah. about yeah. Legos to be hilarious and mm-hmm. creative and one of my favorite movies of the year, but Guys, here we are. Right.
3: you're forgetting that we already had a breakthrough. Mortal Kombat.
4: Annihilation. Not
3: annihilation. <laughs> Legitimately though, I think the first Mortal Kombat is like a really good I thought it was pretty good.
4: It's yeah. a fairly good movie. Yeah.
2: It's a little camp, Rewatch it. That's, that's Has why. anyone rewatched it since you were children? Uh, I
3: yes. I watched it recently, like this year. Christy Frillion. It's good. Lienbeer. Like okay, it's not
2: a great movie. Okay. It's not a great cinema. <laughs> the like, piece so of low cinema. Of Remember but when it's Johnny like, Cage tries to punch Goro right in the dick and it doesn't work? It and then he kills Johnny Cage. Not punch. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I'm aware it's a no. Oh, it, I said it, it's a punch in the dick. No, First yeah. of all, dick and nuts it totally dick works. And nuts, if you punch someone Very in the different. dick, there's all a right, good anyways, chance. You hit you in the <laughs> nuts.
3: First of all, it totally works. No, that movie, <laughs> like that movie works because it is a little bit tongue in cheek. Like it knows that what it's doing is a little bit ridiculous, and so it's a little bit kind of winking at the audience a lot of the time, and that's why it's funny and it still holds up. I think right. the graphic, like you know, the 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 animation and the the uh, the, uh, the effects, that uh, doesn't really hold up. It's a '90s movie. Mm-hmm. Yo, soul. It is wow. fine.
4: <laughs>
3: what are other like quotes from that it. one? So good. Scorpion but doesn't say anything. I think Tomb to
1: yeah. Raider, like. Get over I here. I, I, I think it looks pretty great. It also looks brutal. Um, I had no expectation and then saw the trailer. And again, the bar is really low because video game movies have historically been terrible. Mm-hmm. But I was pleasantly surprised. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. I'm just nervous. Totally. Just about we'll life
2: see. in general yeah. twenty seventeen. Well, yeah.
1: well, yeah. I'm generally nervous. No, why don't we uh we, we can all go see it and then um we'll we'll do a, an episode on it. Sounds good? Yeah. Um
3: IGN unlocked reviews movies.
1: Well it's a video game movie. Let me review yeah. mother. Not, not
3: good. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was not good. So
2: Still not very interested.
1: Oh, just ooh. yeah. Um we don't have a ton of time <laughs> left, but We've been playing some stuff. Maud, you played a bit of Death of the Outsider? I
2: did. Uh, I'm really excited. Once Destiny stops being heroin, I'm going to play more Death of the Outsider. Uh, How would you like it? Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, I played the opening couple There's missions. There's a Let's Play up on There's the a channel. Let's Play, yeah, with Miranda and I. Uh played the opening couple missions after that, and uh, I find I, I really like the idea of sort of compact versions of, mm-hmm. of these big games. So if we get the big tentpole release every couple years, and then we get these compact Adventures sort of as, as caulk in between that. I really like that. Um, I think the outsider is a super interesting character, so I want to, you know, explore that. Uh, I love again like being like, hey, we don't need to center a game on Corvo. We can sort of go off to the side and see what these characters are doing. I think that's something Halo could do. Like yeah. I think ODST worked really well because it was like, Hey, let's shine a light on this corner of the universe. Yeah, um, totally.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. As long as it's not a numbered Halo.
1: Sure. No, that's numbered yeah.
3: Halo needs to be changed. I kind
1: yeah, of agree, yeah. That, but, um, that campaign of words: More chief. I've also played a little bit of Tacoma, which I don't think we've spoken about much on the show. Um, I really like it, and it's not really what I expected it to be. There is a lot of kind of uh, looping in Tacoma. Like, you have to go watch something, and then it tells you the next person that you need to go look at while they're completing a task. It's like these AI holograms of people, mm-hmm. and you have to, like, observe what they're doing. And So there is a lot of backtracking, and I feel like some of it... Um, the backtracking isn't fun, but learning about the characters really is, and you kind of learn their names because they're all represented by different colors based on what roles they play in the this simulation, the, the space the, thing yeah. they're in. Uh, I don't know if it's space station. I'm not entirely sure, but it is. It is space station is. Tacoma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So you you learn about it's like, like their names the and, and like right? yeah, yeah their relationships with each other and sort of it's effectively a murder mystery where it, where you're just trying to figure out what went wrong and I think that the ending is probably not going to be as obvious as I'm currently thinking it is but um, I was playing that w- with my mom and it was it was super fun it was just like a oh so this person did this and this person is dating this person and it's yeah. just like just a lot of like puzzle pieces that are really neatly pieced together yeah so, and it's just, just
2: like super well on. written and the VO is really good too so. absolutely yeah, yeah.
3: I've not yet played the game, but I did the IGN first with Marty back Ooh. in the day.
2: Remember when we made those baskets? Yeah. Yeah, zero-G basketball. You can make baskets, and then yeah. you get cool. an achievement. Yeah. Go back yeah, and the Yeah, I most recently uh,
1: yeah. snooped through a bunch of people's stuff in the gym lockers. Yeah. I'll do that. It's pretty weird.
3: Uh, Steve Gaynor and his team, they've just done a really good job of this, like, bringing sort of... I mean, you know how you talk about movies in terms of, like, this is a character-driven movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they've done with games, is, like, yeah. these are very these are games where all you want to do is explore who these characters are and Gone Home did that exceptionally well and I what I've seen of Tacoma does that same thing
1: yep you should uh, I think Tacoma does it better than going Home honestly it's Steve like has different
2: in between uh, games he does uh, a podcast called Tone Control where it's one on one interviews with him and then another iconic developer so he's talking to Neil Druckmann about his career or Jonathan Blow or That's Harvey awesome. Smith what's it called? Um, tone Control mm. uh, and it's just amazing because it's one of those things like, like I love Ryan's sit down interviews with devs and, and yeah. like expert mode um, but it's also it's just so interesting to hear two people who are just on the same level in terms yeah. of they mm. understand the struggle equally very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think it was announced that Steve is going to GCAP, which is uh, an Australian video game convention. I think that um, he's going to be one of the hosts there. So cool. people in Melbourne, if you're there, that's awesome. Go see Steve. He's he's a great dude. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, we also have an IGN unfiltered and Iran where we want us to plug it with Steve Gaynor coming up. So wow. Synergy.
1: Steve, Steve everywhere. Synergy. Steve everywhere. <laughs> um, I've also played Marvelous Capcom Infinite. Dustin, you haven't played much of it, have you?
4: Played a little bit combo system feels pretty solid. Man, but- it's weird that the game's been. Like, I understand your full destiny, but like, mm-hmm.
2: if you would have told me a year ago that the new Marvelous Capcom game would have been out and you haven't devoured it yet? Well, uh,. Maybe. Those new characters look super weird. I think they're. I think
4: it's, I
1: the faces think so. are like, pretty bad. Their uh,
4: proportions are off.
2: Well, Chin
1: Lee still looks great, but the. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her thighs so much. Spider Man so has
4: wonderful. no butt. Yeah, his neck No super neck. Long. He's
2: no neck, no butt. No Frank neck. West
1: just looks like he's pooping all the time. Like a lot of their faces yeah. do look bad, but the thing is. It, Frank West is in that game? Yeah. 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 It's so.
2: It was in three. Awesome. Watching cutscenes are so silly because it's like they're about to fight Ultron and everyone's on a space station. It's all these like superheroes and ninjas and robots, and then Frank West is just there looking like a doofus. Yeah. I don't know how to use that camera. But Frank West. <laughs> is,
1: uh, Frank West is also I think in this one the only character that has levels so like if you you start him at level one whenever you start playing and, and then you have to like use his camera to take photos and then he levels up and as he levels up he gets better <laughs> that's, Crap that's been a mechanic of his, it, it was his in the last one ultimate, but it's yeah. just so weird Does he say it's good like a weird thing good great say- fantastic what's the one he says if something's like sexy oh dang. No, ooh. it's definitely not that. It, you might be right. It might be like ooh.
2: Ah, the sexiest noise of them all. And I all. think that ooh. the
1: the title for the 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 sexy photos was like erotic or something. Yeah. It was like pink. <laughs> that sounds right. I love that game so much. Um, he's I, I really like his specials actually because it's like he'll throw a zombie at someone. or they're really good. A really cool stuff. Yeah, I Fine. think it's really well animated and there are definitely issues there. Um, but the the main thing is that it is a fast paced fighting game and it is really it flows well and it's quick to pick up. Mm. Um, it still has. Kind of a long-lasting problem with MVC, where if someone who is better than you gets you in the air and just juggles a combo, you're just stuck there. Just pretty much mm-hmm. nothing you can do. So that, that's like still combo a thing. Breakers? Well, there are. It's There's, just yeah. it's air combos. Yeah. Uh, they've always been hard to break. It's only really a problem if you are playing against someone who is way better than you. Mm. Then you're kind of screwed. But hopefully for most people that won't happen. Um, I think the story is pretty garbage, but I'll finish <laughs> it to see how that's that goes. <laughs> Uh, but aside from that, yeah, it, it does feel good. I think it needs a lot more characters. Obviously we really want to see Wolverine and all of the classic uh, X-Men who aren't in there, but yeah, they announced actually the first round playing and I'm happy with
2: They it. announced the first round of DLC characters and the X-Men were out there. No. It
4: was like Venom, Black Panther. I
2: think Venom's cool.
1: Black Panther could play a ton like Wolverine.
4: Because they did uh, Sabretooth back in one of the old ones mm-hmm. and he played fairly similar to Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. So or yeah. and
1: Deadpool? And Do
3: we think that it'll kind of match slash uh, surpass kind of the MVC 3s and
2: in the competitive I think the competitive scene, I think people will still stick to...
1: For a while, at least, it's weird the way fighting games are now is we kind of expect them to launch kind of crap and then get better. Hmm. Like, that's my expectation. Exactly, and I think that sucks. Like, it's a terrible way to go, but I'm expecting for MVC 3 to still be king for a while in the competitive scene, but then I, I think Infinite will catch up. I think the Infinity Stones add something really mm-hmm. interesting um they aren't necessarily balanced super well it's hard to say right now until we see pro players actually playing it but that probably room for improvement there but for the most part um i think it'll get there i think yeah, it. the can fighting get game there. community
4: is going to play it i just i don't know i don't have a good feeling about this one
1: i think most people feel the same way yeah but i really i really do think it'll, it'll get there now i just want to soul Caliban. did any
4: of you guys oh my God, yeah mm-hmm. did any of you guys hop
2: into the dragon ball fighters beta I assume you didn't. No, know, but I I played that at the convention. looks solid. Yeah, I got to play the beta yeah. over the weekend. I hopped into it. It was, god, that kid's awesome. Really, Everybody's yeah. loving that. It's from also panic it, and
4: art style perspective.
2: That, it, that you know, I don't know like,
1: anything awesome. about balance on that though. Like, mm-hmm. how's that going to go? I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh,
3: I play. I don't know much match. about fighting games. Yeah. I'm not a big fighting games guy, unless you count Smash, which is a fighting game. But uh, I played it at a preview at event. Evil. Uh, I played it at a preview event and Goku's instant transmission Kamehameha seems so imbalanced because it's impossible to miss and it's a really easy combo. Well, he's
2: Goku. Of course he's going to
3: Yeah. But it's I legitimately got work. very giddy the first time I did it because I was yeah. like, because uh, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. when that happens in the show, yeah. it's the most like, like, baller Dragon thing fans. It's,
2: yeah. the best, I
1: was, it's the best, for people uh, who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. My
2: yeah. thing is, I, I'm not a, hardcore into fighting games at all but i'm such a big dragon ball yeah. z fan yeah. and like playing all that i'm like yeah, a laugh looks so like, like I, the end i loved it as a kid and yeah. then watching this game i'm like oh no this totally Dude, looks. Exactly i still like. watch
1: dragon ball all the yeah. time mm-hmm. like once a year at least <laughs> God, it's so good just i really had to talk myself out of getting a uh, goku tattoo at one point just like, his like head to it. i was gonna get specifically just the outline of his hair just yeah. the black outline because cool. i still might do that it's just like his
2: regular hair or his sane hair
1: No, just his regular hair. I was going to get Vegeta's as well.
2: I was going to get Krillin's hair. (laughs) (laughs) He don't
1: got hair. No, there's
2: Piccolo. He has antennae.
1: Yeah, that's true. I just taught you guys about Dragon Um, Balls. But as that develops, we'll keep talking about it. Obviously, we really like NBC here. And Destin and I are supposed to be doing a a Let's Play of it today. We don't know what that's going to turn out like, but we'll see. It's going to be something. There are new Let's Plays up on the channel uh, every Monday. Played it for so twenty minutes. We check those out. <laughs> well, we'll just let's play through the story mode and just sure whatever. You're
3: it. the producer. The right. reaction to me and uh, Ryan's Crucible in Destiny Two one was really cool too. Although yeah, there Ryan was a, did
1: a lot of smack talk. I didn't there, know yeah. he had it in him.
3: Yeah, he was really he was amping it up. In there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, although could. there was the top comment was like call it Crucibros and I was like oh Crucibros. I actually <laughs> so
1: I I titled it <laughs> Destiny Two. Crucible Bros, and yeah. then I thought about doing Crucible Bros, and then in in brackets. But then I was like, it's too many words. Yeah. But I did legitimately think about doing that. Yeah, just like, I was like, that's a good comment. Yeah, and then there's uh, the Dishonored two one, and then Marty and I did Hello Neighbor. So that we won every single week, I have every single game planned out until the end of the year. We're gonna do a Kami when that comes out. <gasps> so like, that Such a Marty that out. game.
4: Kami's coming out.
1: Yeah, it's coming yeah. out to PS4 and Xbox One and, and PC. I thought that in because of in honor of Mitchie D, that we would do like as a group, uh, Battlefront two story mode. Ooh.
4: That looks really good. Yeah, With Mitch?
1: With Mitch. We're flying him in for it. If we we find a a
4: Time Knife-like side story, I'm going to be so happy. Oh, oh, the Time (laughs) Knife. Good times.
1: Um, All right, wrap up the show with, uh, because Ryan is not here, I've called it the Meerkat Place Report. A big hilarious. fan of meerkats, and I have a great sense of humor at the moment. I like how
2: I like how Dustin keeps instead of laughing, he's like very funny, hilarious. I do that sometimes. <laughs> I'd be like
1: funny, but I didn't laugh at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's because that's I'm mean. dead inside. It's like that Scrubs yes.
1: episode. Um, because I don't know where Ryan finds the prices for these, I don't have them. So I'll make up prices. Like, for where all did you find the prices for these? Uh, Should we guess? <laughs> Obviously, oh, yeah. we have Malvos <laughs> Capcom Infinite September nineteenth sixty dollars. $60, Correct. Yeah. Black Gods two September nineteenth forty. Oh, I was gonna, gonna say forty-nine
3: dollars 9
1: dollars <laughs> uh, Super Hydora, 19 99 September
4: 20.
1: $100. Did someone just say 100 That's why I guessed. Can someone take a tally? And, We're uh, guessing. Tell these us are guesses yeah. about these. Yeah. These uh, are uh, guesses. Mulfite. September
4: 20. 4 $10. Uh,
1: Pankapu, 19 99
4: Not a real game. That <laughs> <laughs> also seems like a
1: $10. Uh, Raid is the Broken Planet, September 22nd,
4: forty-nine ninety-nine. I think this is actually $40. dollars fourteen ninety-nine.
1: Project cost two September 60 dollars. I think you might have nailed it. Uh, the Lego Ninjago movie video 60. game sixty. It's Ninjago. You're right. It is Ninjago.
2: Starring so. Kumail Nanjiani. All right. Stop this is fun. Me. That uh, was a, that was a whisper. Did yell.
1: you did you give a price for that one? How much is that? I think no real? value to the 40, audience. Forty. But yeah.
4: very.
2: Fun. Is this
1: game called Seaman? Uh, Speed oh. Speedrunners Seal. from Hell. September twenty second. Nineteen ninety
4: nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Ten. I'm just guessing what,
1: what I can do. You
4: hope get money. Are. You get $5 in your account
2: all right, if you well, download something.
1: I already <laughs> lost this. The Coma recut, September 22nd. $20.
4: dollars
1: 19 $20. Well, that, those are all the same. <laughs> yeah. Those same. Are no, the price is right. Straight up the yeah. same. Close to something. September 22nd?
4: Free. It doesn't exist. Nine ninety $5. <laughs> $5.